Life Church. Good. Oh, good morning, church family. And good, and good morning, all of our church family joining us online this morning. My name is Rich, and I serve on staff as the guest services and life groups director. And I am so thrilled to be with you all this morning, bringing a, bringing a word into God's house because mostly it's a brand new year, church. Oh, man. Yes, happy new year. Happy new year, church family. So here we are three days into the new year, and really, like, who among us is saying, like, Oh, man, I just, I just wish I could get me a little more of that 2020. Like, no, no, no nobody's saying that. No, not at all. And I, for one, am so glad to have that year in the rearview mirror now. So it's, like, I'm a gentleman. You know, I'll hold the door open for somebody that's coming into a building or leaving a building. But when it came to 2020, there was not a chance of that. I just did not hold the door open. I just kicked it right through, field goal style. <laughs> so no matter what, no matter what's in store for us this year, at least we could say, um, 2020 is, is behind us, and uh, we're into a new season. And you're all starting it off right, church family. Like, you are, you're 1-0 for the year, 1-0 for the new season. It's always a good place to start by attending worship and together. Uh, I, I want to give a special thanks to our lead pastor, Pete Jankowski. So, yeah, indeed. So, but Pastor Pete, thank you so much for, for your friendship and, and leadership over these years. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to... Uh, carry the responsibility of bringing a word in God's house this morning and kick off our brand new year together. So I've had the privilege of meeting and getting to know so many of you in our church family over the last few years. And I look forward to having that continue, you know, over, over this year. So this month, January, will actually mark four years since my wife Ellie and I first found this church. And I actually came to church the Tuesday evening prior to that first service to a life group uh, for men held here on campus called, called Man Cave, still exists now. And so I came into this group and I sat down and at the end of it, I, I was just, I was so happy. Like I, 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 could, I couldn't get the smile off my face. I, I loved the guys I had just met. I loved the topic of conversation that we had. Um, I, just, I loved the campus here. And I, my good friend John Spaschek was there and he was actually leading that group. And he was the first person I actually ever met at, at Life Church. And I was so excited to come back to church and experience a service and, of course, bring my, bring my bride with me. And uh, so we did. We walked into the church that Sunday morning, and it took us about four seconds being, being in the auditorium to realize that we had found an, a new church home, and we have not looked back since. And so and to say that our life has um, not been amazing since then, but we've experienced just genuine life change since first walking into first walking into these doors four, four years ago. So it's me, like, I had already been blessed with this, this full and eclectic life. I, I, I served in the, in the Marines. I, I loved being in the military. I was a, I was a corporate executive, and I had uh, started this company on some crazy idea and just had the opportunity to watch it glow or just grow and, and, and flourish and become something that I never thought it could be. And I've been all over the world. I, of all the continents, Antarctica is the only one I've not been to yet, and um, I really want to go there because I, I love cold, I love snow, and like they have lots of both there. It's just it's a hard like vacation destination to, to pitch my wife, but like we are gonna go there. Like, honey, you're gonna love it. it it's so awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. So I, I can't wait to get there, you know. And um, no matter no matter what, no matter where I was, and no matter what I was doing. There was this, this constant call 
towards the ministry in my heart. And it actually started when I was a teenager. Um, I grew up Catholic, and I had planned on, and at one point initiated the process to become a priest. So clearly, like, my, my plan, God's plan for me, it was different. Um, and I know part of that plan was moving back here to, to western New York, to the, the, the place that I grew up. And so I know that... I know that was part of the plan and the, the uniqueness of, of God's plan for me because I had spent all these years living away, all these years living overseas, and I, and I moved back here and settled down in the town of Colden and meet and fall in love with a woman who ironically was from another country who lived just a few miles away from me in the town of East Aurora. And so inevitably we got married. And the best part about that, she brought two little boys into my life that we've had the, the privilege and just in, in the joy of, of raising together. Our youngest, Luke, is a sophomore at Fredonia. And our oldest, Max, he's a Marine Ura, like his dad, and he is stationed in Southern California with his wife, Diana. And so like now we're just, we're into this new season of our life where we're empty nesters. It's, it's really fun, we love it. And, <laughs> but, so clearly like my, 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 my life has changed significantly um, from, what it would have been if I had become a priest. You know, like I, I found, I had boys to raise. I had a, a woman to spend the rest of my life loving desperately. You know, work was good. I was just, I was happy. But no matter what, no matter how much my plan had, had changed, God's plan for me did not. And that, that calling towards ministry, not only did it not fade away, it just it amplified and it just made itself more apparent in my life. So finally, Summer, summer of 2018, I'm like, all right, I, I, I got to do something. So, and I took to that column a little bit more aggressively, and I started to pursue some, some opportunities to see if I could take part in a pastoral inter- internship somewhere. And so I put some feelers out, and I, was, I started getting some bites. I was getting some opportunities open up for me. All of them were out of state, but it was still an exciting time. I was making that shift from knowing that there was a calling on my heart to putting it into action. And um, it, it, it was... It was an exciting time in my life. And so in that summer, later on in the summer, Pastor Pete and I, we went and uh, we grabbed lunch together. And I just threw out this broad concept, this broad plan that I had. I let him know that I was closing up my company and I was going to be looking to pursue a pastoral internship somewhere that would either involve me relocating or at a minimum just commuting a whole lot back and forth. And so Pastor Pete, he's just, he's sitting there across the table and he's listening to me and and uh, finally, he says, well, Rich, don't you think that there could be an opportunity like that at, at Life Church for you? And then I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. You know, see, I had been involved with the church, like serving as part of the guest services team since about a month after I first started attending. And any opportunity that there was to involve myself or just get involved somewhere, like I, I, I grabbed it. You know, and so I was involved enough to know that like, our pastors here, like, they work a lot. And so my thought was, I didn't want to add something onto their plate, add something more onto their plate with, like, oh, hey, fellas, would you mind just um, incorporating uh, an internship program, which really doesn't exist at the church yet? Oh, and, and by the way, would, um, could I be the guy that, that fills it? And so, like, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to put that on them. But um, Pastor Pete, like, he, he disagreed. And he said, no, let's, let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Like, it's going to happen. And... Yeah. Within, within a month, um, pastors Joe and Beth Miller had joined the staff team. And shortly after that, I began what would become a year-long internship. 
And essentially, I just I spent 3,200 hours pretty much tied to Pastor Joe, who became my mentor, and uh, he, was my, he was my pastor. He became my best friend. And 3,200 hours, is, it, it's a lot, you know, but it's, you know, if you think a standard 40-hour work week gives us about, what, 2,000 hours a year? So those 3,200 hours was, was a lot. And if I was working, so was he, you know? And um, it, it's, just a, it's just a great example of not only, like, the character of, of the man that he is, um, but it's a great example of his willingness to open up his heart to God and allow God to use him to develop a, a man like me, you know, and pour into a man like me. And it was an incredible year. And at the end of that year, to the date, Pastor Pete presented me with um, an opportunity to uh, join, join the staff full time, which I accepted. <laughs> and so, and I accepted before he even finished asking, like, yes, okay, yes, a- absolutely. And so, like, now, now here I am. I'm the guest services director for the volunteer teams, like the one I started serving on when I first started attending the church, and a life groups director for groups like Man Cave, which gave me my first exposure to life church in the, in the first place. And now here I am bringing a message in God's house to all you good people, the people that I love, my brothers and sisters in Christ, like my, my, my church family. Like God is so good, church. Amen. He's so good. Amen. Church, whether you are a, a seasoned believer, whether you are brand new, brand new to Christ, brand, a brand new believer, whether you are young, whether you are old, there is still time for God to write a new chapter in your life. And, and church, church, God is, uh, you know, we live this life, we live this life where we're like, we're constantly living a story. And, and most of us, we're just so eager for, for the climax of that story. Um, God, he's writing a story for our whole life. And rarely, rarely it's a short story. And even rarer yet, is it a story that we would have planned ourselves? Like, I'm, I'm a definite example of that. It's like, like that adage says, like, if you want to make God laugh, like, tell, him, tell him your plans. And <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. So not so long ago, Pastor Pete came into my office one night and um, asked me to consider uh, giving a message to the church, and I said yes before he finished asking, and of course, man, absolutely, and then he let me know that it would be on January 3rd, which was, you know, I knew it would be the first Sunday of, of the new year, and um, my first thought went to, like, New Year's resolutions. It's just, in our, in our culture, we have this tradition where we always just, oh, on January 1st, I'm going to hit the gym hard, I'm going to put my phone down, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to... Um, wake up early, whatever it happens to be. Like, I think it's safe to say most of us have set a resolution in one form or another in our life, and I know that I have, and um, I know that I've failed miserably at them many times, or, you know, or just initiated uh, an idea and never, never even started it, or the worst part, started it and just, and just quit. And I, I don't like the part about quitting. It's just, it's so opposite of who... Who, who I am as a man uh, is quitting. Like, as a younger man, I was a, I was a competitive fighter in um, martial arts and kickboxing and boxing, and I was a Marine, and then I, I fought in the war. And so it's, all of those things are, the idea of quitting, like the idea of giving up, it, it doesn't register, and it, do, it doesn't align with any of those endeavors. And then added to which, like, I'm a, I'm a guy. You know, so like, I have this natural stubbornness to me, you know. Uh, don't tell me I'm not going to go all in. Don't, uh, don't tell me I'm going to quit. Uh. 
<laughs> oh, guys, look at some of the wives here shaking their heads in agreement, so, <laughs> including my own. <laughs> you know, but like, I, we, I don't, I don't want to quit. I don't want to give up something. So like, as a fighter and, and growing up in the 80s, like, I had to be a fan of the Rocky movies. Like, of course, of course, like, they're, they're great. All eight of them, like, they're, they're great movies. Um, but just think if in the very first movie, so Rocky, he goes through this training, this training program uh, after receiving an opportunity to go toe-to-toe with the heavyweight champ, Apollo Creed. And so there he is in the ring, and he's just giving a beating and taking a beating. And what if the movie ended at the second round with, you know, Rocky's just, stop. I'm done. Hey, yo, yo, Adrian, let's go, or whatever, whatever. You know, you know his voice, you know his voice. It's like, no, nobody wants to see that. Nobody would say, oh, man, you've got to see this movie about this guy. Like, he takes on a challenge, and, and he quits right away. It's so good. Like, no, nobody would say that. Like, it, it, it's, not, it's not us. Like, we want to see him win. We want to see him go the distance. We want to see him hit the ground and pop right back up and go, and we want to see him achieve in his endeavor. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, like, Rocky is necessarily a metaphor for, for human achievement in life, but it certainly does illustrate that as a people, like, we're, we're motivated by triumph in the human endeavor. Like, we want, to, we want to take on a challenge. We want to go against adversity. We want to go against personal weaknesses. We want to hit the ground and pop right back up. Like, we want to accept that challenge and, and win and keep our heart on, on the journey doing it. So, like, that's one of the reasons that I really like the idea of taking on a challenge for, for New Year's. And it's, but the one thing about challenges is that taking on a challenge, it usually means having to incorporate a change with that. And most people just don't like change. Like, how many of you like change? Uh, about as many as like snow and cold weather, I guess. So it's like, not, not too many, you know, but it's, um, it's, like, it makes us uncomfortable. It, it, it makes us uneasy. You know, it's like, Safety can be found in comfort and, and, and consistency. Why would we want to mess that up at all? But I don't know, my, my, favorite, my favorite part about change is um, I, I actually like it. I'm comfortable embracing it. Like my favorite quote about it is by Benjamin Franklin, of all people. He says, uh, when you are finished changing, you are finished. And wow, I, I, I love that. That, that means we're, we're constantly... We're, based off of that quote, we should be constantly changing. And, but still, like, mo- most people don't, don't like change. And I like small stuff, like, um, let's say like, my wife and I, we rearrange the room, r- room in the house. So I, I like that, like, that fresh perspective when like, our couch or our bed is on a, is on a different wall. You have like, a, a new room when you walk in it. And I like change, like um, big change, like taking this auditorium and moving it over there. Like, that, that, that's great change. You know? like, we're all about to experience that firsthand together. That, that's good stuff. You know, so I like change that, that produces growth. And it's, um, but, you know, like we just still have that uneasiness about, about change, you know, and about, about taking it on. And I really, like the notion of setting a resolution, if you think about it, the notion of you setting a resolution, a goal for yourself, something you want to achieve, indicates that you have a desire somewhere to make a change Money of, of some level, of some size. doesn't necessarily have to be big and drastic like relocating an auditorium, but like it indicates a desire to like, make a change in your life. And as a believer, like 
living a Christian life is, is fundamentally a changed life. Like God changes us radically at the moment of our salvation. And he gives us new life. And then we spend a lifetime of constantly changing, constantly changing into the image of Jesus. As a, as a Christian, well, we, we are changed. You know, like it, it, and for the most part, like, if, if not outside the box, but somebody from the outside in, like, I can see them not wanting to embrace change. But as a Christian, you are called, you are called to change, and you actually live change whether you realize it or not. And so, you know, we have a tendency to set these resolutions, like these, these desires to do or, or, or not do something. And so many of us are so good at, like, coming out of the gate, like, yeah, yeah. And then it fizzles out, you know, and it turns into, oh, yeah, like, I... I tried that once, but eh, you know, you know how it is. And a lot of people know how it is because statistically speaking, 88% of resolutions fell within the first two weeks of the year. And so, so how can we make this our best year yet? What are we, what are we going to do that makes 2021 certainly look different than the year we all just went through together, but different than any other year of our life? Like, what do we, what do we need to grow? How do we, how do we become more, more like Jesus? How can we make make a change somewhere in our life that aligns us with our calling from God to be constantly in the process of becoming more like Jesus. Like it says in Ephesians 5, uh, chapter 1. Like, I'm hard-pressed to ever, like, say I have a favorite verse. And, but if there's one verse that I find myself turning to more, off, more than others, and it would be Ephesians 5, 1, because it just, it's such a broad charge for all of us to, all of us to keep in our life. Whatever you are doing, Wherever you are doing it, be constantly in the process of becoming more like Jesus. So, so what does this look like for us? Well, I wanted to highlight, I wanted to highlight a couple, couple ways this morning. We can address heading into the new year with a change of perspective on what a resolution is. Change, heading into the new year by just reshaping a couple things that are relatively consistent in our life normally. And... I feel that if we embrace these, if we embrace this concept, um, you, will, you, will find, you will find success in what you're looking to modify in your life, what you're looking to change, what you're looking to reshape. And most importantly, be fruitful in the result of, of, of achieving that. And um, you know, show that that statistic, that 88% statistic, well, ah, you know, that doesn't apply to believers in Christ, certainly doesn't apply to believers at Life Church Buffalo. So, so I, I wanted to... You know, if we're talking about changing, changing our perspective, changing our point of view, uh, makes sense that first thing I would want to talk about would be changing our view, changing our vision. You know, we can look at vision as, as literally as our view, like what, what we're seeing tangibly in front of us. But um, like vision, it's just, it's such a broad concept. It's like we need vision. We need purpose. Um, you know, we, we have a vision for ourselves and we, we, how we see ourselves now and where we want to see ourselves in the future and, you know, a vision for what we want to achieve. Um, so, of course, we have a, a natural tendency to just make it all about ourselves. Like, I, 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 my vision, I, I. And so why, why is vision so important as it relates to making a change, changing your, your perspective on, on, a, on a resolution? Well, let's see what Solomon had to say about it. Solomon noted as one of the wisest men that ever lived. He wrote the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, which is, Proverbs is just composed of these, these like beautiful and little and multiple, multiple short instructions on 
living an effective life. And so like case in point, as it relates to, as it relates to vision can be found in um, Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Well, that sounds great. What's it mean, Rich? Well, okay, well, let's dig into this a little bit because there's a lot there for, for all of us. So where there is no revelation, another biblical translation reads, where, where there is no vision. Like, first off, no, this is not vision that we set for ourselves and incorporate into our lives ourselves and then follow through ourselves. This is, this is revelation, revelation. This is God's disclosure for us. This is his vision for our life, his, his goal for us, his, his desire, his plan for each of us. And so where there is no vision or where we, where we do not our, allow our hearts to be penetrated by a, God's vision for us, the people, the people cast off restraint. So we might think of restraints initially as something like, um, like, like a shackle or, or, or handcuffs. But restraint in, in this context relates to boundaries. It relates to perimeters. It relates to um, just borders that we have set up for us. So like we weren't meant to like just oh, drive through life. Woo, like, carefree, not a care in the world, you know, just like no grave concern for repercussion. Oh, if it feels good, do it. Oh, go this way. Yeah, like no, no, that's not us. We, like we were, we were not meant to do that. We, we are called to be constantly in the process of becoming more like Jesus. And so God, it's God's will for us. And so he has these, these ordained perimeters, these ordained boundaries for us to align ourselves and keep in line with. And if we navigate off of these boundaries, just go whatever we want to, like that, that direction takes us away from God's vision for us. It takes us away from, from God's plan for us. So the people, the people cast off restraint. And so we live this life of constantly being in the process of becoming more like Jesus. We have our firm fixed boundaries that we get to navigate through. And you know, this verse goes on to say, or so we're right now we're at this verse that says, where we do not allow our hearts to be connected to God's vision for us, we veer off path. Well, you don't want me to do that again, you get it. Like we veer off path. <laughs> but, but, or, or another way of saying but is like, on the contrary, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Church, the, the word of God is the instruction of wisdom and God desires to lead us by his word and by his spirit and we are blessed when God's word is being proclaimed and applied to life when when, when we hear it when we when, when we read it when we absorb it when we seek to obey it so after all that look at this verse again where there's no revelation people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's Instruction. When we do not allow our hearts to be connected to God's vision for us, we veer off path without purpose, without limits. But we are blessed when we open our hearts to God's desires for us. And so three years ago, Pastor Pete brought in, it was 2017? Yeah, whatever, three, three years ago. But so Pastor Pete brought in the new year with a message about finding your, finding your word to live by. And I was really taken by it. I thought it was a great message. And I would encourage you to dig into our podcast on our website, the very first message of the year, and uh, where he really breaks down into detail what this, what this concept of, of finding your word is. And 
every year, Pastor Pete encourages the staff to pray in a word. Pray in a word that would be your vision for the year. Now, note what I said. He, he asked us to pray on a word. He doesn't say, like, oh, go and sit and think about a word that, that you want to, that's going to illustrate your year. That's going to be your year. What's the word you come up with? Like, no, no, no. He asked us to pray on a word. Seek God's wisdom. Ask God, what is your vision for me this year? And ever since I heard that message then, I've, I've closed out every year in seeking, seeking a word, seeing what God was going to place on my heart. And over the last three years, my words have been uh, tranquility, endurance, and cultivate. And in brutal honesty, I never would have picked any one of those words myself. Like, not at all. It wasn't my plan, but it was God's, it was God's plan for, for me. And the most beautiful part about it is I can look back in retrospect and see how applicable those words were to the season that I was going through, how often they made themselves apparent in my life. As, of course, I would, you know, I would have picked something, something weird, something unique, something with like uh, a bunch of silent letters in it and a really long word and something that I read somewhere. You know, like that, I would try to make it me and try to mold myself into it. No, no, God gave me the, God gave me the word that year, every year. And I, I, I would encourage you to, to sit and focus and, and pray on a word. Ask, ask God, what is, what is his vision for, for you for, for this coming year? So if the vision for each of us, the vision that we're living, is in accordance with God's vision for us, it seems to make sense that we would, we would make some shifts in our way of thinking as far as initiatives we wanted to undertake or what goals that we wanted to set for ourselves. Like goals, like they're, they're certainly not a new concept for for all of us, you know, I think it's important to, to set them because it at least demonstrates that we're intentional with, um, you know, with what we want to do or what we want to achieve or, you know, what we want to pursue. And so, last week, I was so thrilled when uh, uh, Dorian Volsch, he's our high school ministry director, he, like, he brought on a message to close out the year talking about finding your why. And I, I was so thrilled because, like, I really, really love this concept of Start With Why. It was about four years ago I found this book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And, like, I, I, I love to read, but this is that book that I find myself always coming back to, always, like, rereading through, always sourcing from, always studying from. Because the, the concept of starting with why, it, it translates so nicely, so easily into basically every facet of, of, of our life. And certainly just translate, translate effect, uh, translates effectively into setting a goals. So let's say you, uh, you start by identifying a goal is. You know, like, oh, and just looking at the simple identification of a goal, like this, I'm going to do this this year. It's like, it can be rather vague and certainly not exciting. What's excitement? It's an emotion. And when you don't have an emotional investment, into a goal that you're, you're trying to pursue, if you don't have an emotional investment in, into an initiative you're trying to incorporate in your life, it's just so easy to veer off path and veer away from what you actually are looking to do in the first place. So like, what, happens when, what happens when you just go after a goal just by identifying what the goal is? This year I'm going to do this. Oh, fizzles out within the first two weeks of the year. Becomes an 88% chance of, of goal failing. And so when we shape our, our goal to, to why I'm setting this goal, you're, you're grounding in values 
and you're grounding it in purpose and the why behind your goal, like the true meaning behind a, a simple goal you're setting, it, it grows to become, become like a mission. And so any of my fellow vets out there, what do you want to do when you're on a mission? Well, you, you want to accomplish it. And by reshaping your goals and starting with why, you're not going to want to turn your back on a goal that you're set for yourself. You're going to want to go all in. <laughs> so last summer, last summer I was going through physical therapy. I had this annoying like arm injury thing. And so I was like going to like, like kind of like just get it back on par. And so one day I go and I walk into the waiting room and there was a man sitting in there and he was reading his Bible in the waiting room. So I had to go initiate a conversation with him because I was carrying my Bible with me into the waiting room. Church, there's always an opportunity to dive into God's word. And so, so I go and I initiate a conversation with him and I'm so glad that I did. He's a great guy and he was a sergeant. He is, he's a sergeant in the, in the army and he's stationed in Buffalo for three years. And we just, we totally hit it off and we clicked. It was great because we become friends and we talk pretty consistently and we have ever since then. And, you know, we link up as much as, as much as possible. You know, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to like go out and grab coffee or and sit down or anything like that anymore, but we communicate a lot. And so on Friday, that just happened, I gave him a call and uh, wanted to let him know like, hey, happy new year's, you know, and, and just kind of give him some, give him some info from what I was going to be uh, giving a message on, on Sunday. And uh, our conversation inevitably led to, like, resolutions. I'm like, well, so what are you going to give up this year, man? And he's like, uh, well, I am not going to give up something. I'm going to start something. I want to I start waking up early. <laughs> You're singing my song. I'm a morning guy. Like, yeah, that, that's awesome. So, but why? Why do you want to wake up early? He's like, oh, dude, I just have such a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. And I'm usually getting out of bed, and I'm out the door within a few minutes. And it's, just, it's been like this for a while, at least throughout 2020. And it's impacting my devotionals. It's impacting just my, 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 my time with God every morning. And so I'm like, dude, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to call you every morning at 5.15 and wake you up. <laughs> like, you're not going to do that. Like, oh, yeah, I am. And I am going to call you every morning. And he's like... Like, would you do this for everybody in the, in the military? I'm like, no, actually, you'd be the first one. And it's like, but I'm not doing it because of the uniform that covers your back. I'm doing it just because of the power of Christ that, that's penetrating your heart, brother. And my, my word for this year is, is expand. And my first, my first thoughts to this word was, like, I, I need to expand me. I need to expand my circle. I need to expand the amount of people that I let in my life, the amount of people that I pour into, the amount of people that I love on, the amount of people that I minister to. And if God is, you know, here we are at 10 hours into the new year, and God is using me, the morning guy, to impact you, the sleepy guy, so you can be fruitful in his desires to you to have a dedicated, consistent, and meaningful time and conversation with him. Well, yeah, you can be sure I'm going to call you, and, and I will. The fact that you're in the military, that only opens up the opportunity for me to go to your house and pull you out of your bed by your pinky toe if you don't. <laughs> I... I would, not, I would not do that. Would, no, no, but seriously, dude, you should answer your phone. So he's watching us right now. So what the, what the good sergeant started out his year as, what his what goal was, I'm going to wake up early, it, it turned into the real meaning behind that goal of I'm not going to wake up early. I'm going to start my, I am going to build a dedicated, consistent, and devotional time with a loving father who desires that for me. Like, he, by identifying his why, he has something concrete. He has something 
he can attach, um, he can attach himself emotionally to, and he has purpose, and he can, he has something he can have an intentional, an intentional plan to, to to follow on. And like I know this is a very relative example, but given the choice between choosing from two goals, waking up early, or building on a relationship with your loving father, all of us would choose the latter any day of the week. You know, like, and I, I know I certainly would. It's like sometimes, sometimes we just we desire a certain achievement, but we don't know truly why, why we want that in the first place. Like it takes some time evaluating your life and, and identifying a change needed. It takes brutal honesty with yourself. Like it takes an intentional effort with sacrifice and how you're going to follow through with this, how you're going to achieve it. And it takes, it takes the way you think. And above all, it takes devotional time and prayer, leaning on your loving Father. So when Paul wrote his letter to the, letter to the Romans, in uh, Romans 12, 2, said, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then you, will able, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Like, church, we know God has a vision for each of us. I mean, we may think we want something for ourselves, but is that something for ourselves? Is that just us chasing, chasing something to try to find happiness, try to find meaning in our world? Like, as Christians, we are called to think differently, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, be transformed from, from the inside out, change in how we think, so it can be consistent with God's desires for, for, for us, and we can begin to understand God's will for our lives. Like, like you want to, let's say, you want a healthy lifestyle. Is that to look good, or is wanting a healthy lifestyle so that you can be, you can grow to become, you can grow old and be a, be a long-lasting demonstration of the love of, love of Christ to you, your children or your grandchildren. Like, let's say you want to manage your finances better. Is that because you want more money? Or is that because you need to er eradicate the stress and the pressures that come every month trying to pay your bills that impact you and impact those around you? And you, you need to become a better steward of the resources that God has given you. Like, identify the why. Identify the, the truth behind what you're actually looking for, looking for in your life. Your why gives you a clear sense of purpose. And your why has, your why has heart to it. It just it takes time. It takes time digging into yourself. And it takes just brutal honesty. But it's not something you tackle on yourself. It's something that you tackle in relationship, in conversation with your loving father. He has a lot to tell you, and he wants you to hear it. So what does, what does having an understanding for, for God's vision for, for our life and finding your why behind a goal take? Like, how do I do this? Like I said, it takes above all else dedicated time in prayer with your loving father and I know full well that there's people that are sitting there and that that concept is of prayer is overwhelming to them you know they have a million questions like how do I pray am I am I doing it wrong am I doing it right is there a wrong or a right way is it just is it just reading uh reading something memorized something scripted that I've known since I was a a, a child like what what is prayer how do, how do I pray how do I incorporate God's word in a prayer. How do I how do I hear what what God is trying to tell me? And asking these questions is it's important. And uh, 
and I want to congratulate you for that, because at least you're, you're acknowledging something. You're acknowledging something that you need to change, something that you need to modify. And I want to encourage you to take, take that one step further from asking questions to, to pursuing answers. And you're in the right place, because January is going to be an incredible month for this church. Like we, have, we have so much to look forward to, but this is a month when, as a church, we are going to be equipped for a deeper relationship deeper understanding of, of prayer and deeper understanding of our conversation that we have through prayer with God. So beginning Sunday, January 10th, um, which is a week from today, we are going to begin a 21-day period of fasting. And each of us are going to do it. So uh, you know, I've noticed on social media that like, you know, like fasting is kind of, it's taken on a trend, you know, like where, you know, there's certainly some programs you can get on and it, like, it's, it's trendy for, um, for like weight loss or, or build, building discipline or you know, something like that. And like, there's certainly potential results, you know, th- those things happen when you, when you go on a fast. But um, as a believer, why we participate in, in personal fasting is because uh, it's a time of being intentional. You know, it's a time of, of, of freeing yourself from the confines of what you think you want to do, you know, or what you think you need in, in life. And when you strip yourself of those restrictions, you, you focus on a, a deeper intimacy with God, you know, by, by, by ridding yourself of the things that you think you need or the things that you want in your life you replace that with a recognition of, of your dependence on God. And, you know, there's lots of different fasts that you can, you can partake in. You know, the, there's one where uh, it's a complete fast, you know, where you just drink like water and juice over the course of 21 days. There's another one called a Daniel fast, which I know many of you are familiar with, where, you know, it's, you limit yourself to water and juices and, and berries and vegetables and things like that. Um, I, I would encourage you to head to our website. And right on the main page, you'll see a, a header that says prayer resources. And underneath there, it just really breaks down, you know, why we fast, the types of different fasts that we are. There's some links that you could click on to really, like, give you a, a, more, a more solid background on the types of fasts and what, what, what you need to incorporate in your life. No, not for you, but so you can build a, build, a better, build a better dependence on God. And... So you can find all those information on our website, lifechurchbuffalo.com. It's going to be right on, that, right on the main page. Now, additionally, the next day, January 11th, we are going to be going through a 20-day devotional period, uh, book called Reset, which is this right here. Now, I know many of you are familiar with this book. Now, like, if you came to church here last year, uh, you may have received a copy. And um, it's a great it is such an, an incredible book. I've actually gone through it three times, and it's, I'm taking away something different every single time that I do it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to doing it again, like, next week. So this, this devotional, it, it's an education tool. It teaches us how to establish a, a, a prayer habit. So anyone desiring a more consistent, more dedicated, a more loving relationship through prayer with your loving Father, this book is for you. Whether you are a seasoned believer and been praying a long time or you have an array of different questions and a and just overwhelming feeling of what prayer is and how do you do it, this is that book for you. This is the opportunity to reset your way of thinking, to reshape your perspective, reshape your point of view on what prayer is. And following along with this study that we're all going to be doing collectively as a church, 
build a better and deeper relationship through prayer with your loving Father. But that's not enough. Just wait a little bit. There's more. So starting next week as well, Pastor Pete is going to lead us in a four-week series specifically dedicated to the topic of, of prayer. Like how to pray, why we pray. Like so many of us don't realize the power we have access to when we pray. And like we, we hear these, we hear these incredible, amazing testimonies of, of prayers being answered. And, and then, you know, sometimes we sit there and we think like, is God even hearing my prayer? Am I here in the, in the first place? Well, you know, for, for four weeks during this series, we're going to learn what it means to pray, how to pray. And my favorite of all of them, how to, how to hear what God is trying to tell you. And I, I look forward to all this. We have an incredible month ahead of us. And like church family, we just, we have no idea what's in store for us for 2021. If, if 2020 was any sign of what we could expect in the future, who knows what's in store for, for 2021. But you know what? God is still in control. And we are, we're going to kick off 2021 the right way. Like reshaping our relationship with our loving Father. We're going to do so collectively. We're going to do it as a church family. We're going to be doing a 20-day devotional and a 21-day period of fast. And being filled with a message every week, dedicated to the concept of prayer. We're going to head into 2021 with a loving relationship with our, with our loving Father. We're going to end the month equipped. And not too long after that, we're going we're gonna to worship together in a brand new auditorium church. We have a lot to look forward to coming up this year. But if right now, like, you're in a place where you just, you know, I, I just, I, I don't think God would ever give me a word to, to live by, like, or the, a word that would be the vision for a year. If you're in a place where I can't even think to understand why I would want to need something in my life, or if you're just... You're just not heading into a new year full of ambition, you know, and full of enthusiasm with a strategy. Like, let me, let me tell you first that that's okay. You know, you don't necessarily have to align yourself with a resolution to, to start off the year. We, we have a tendency to um, pray in specifics. And, and often, you know, we, we pray with a specific time frame in mind, you know, and we look, we pray for a time where we want to hear that answer like from God. And uh, it's, the schedule is it's arbitrary. It's, it's a man-made thing. God is operating on a schedule we cannot see. Like, we are in a hurry, but God is not. The one thing that it requires, though, from you is just dedicated time and talking to him. So use this week ahead of you, church. And if there's a week, if there's a word you should use this year to start off your week, it should be dedication. Dedicate yourself in time to prayer with God. God, what is your vision for me? What do you want for me for, for, for 2021? Ask God what his vision for you is. Pray on understanding the why you need to make a change in your life. Pray on setting yourself up so you can reset your prayer life. Like we function on these structured time settings, church, but God, God operates in the fullness of time. And uh, believe me, believe me when I tell you, church, God has never been late. Like, his provision is certain. 
And his promises are secure. Gosh, I love you so much, church family. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we just, we thank you for your presence with us this morning in your church, Father. We can point to so much about 2020 that was not normal. Nothing was consistent. Nothing, nothing was expected. And uh, it was a time for tremendous struggle for us, Father. But with all that, thank you. Thank you for, for 2020. Thank you for your blessing still to be re revealed to us from the struggle, Father. And we will continue to lean on you. Where, where that was a year of confusion, I pray this next year is one of certainty. A year, a year where those tired from everything they, they experienced, those confused, those disillusioned are exposed to a genuine and experiential presence of your heart, Father. Father, I, just, I, I pray for strength and I pray for courage in, in this church family that they have the strength and courage to identify a change and pursue it and incorporate it into their life, Father, and a, and a change that aligns their life with what your desires are for them. I pray for this first month of the year this church family is about to experience together. It'd be a time of altering our perspectives, a time of reshaping, a time of resetting, a time of building on a personal connection to you. I, I pray for time where collectively this church family will feel the delight in an abiding relationship with Jesus. Uh, all God's people said, amen. amen, church. Amen, amen. What a great word. Thank you so much, Rich, for speaking to us today. We've got some homework to do this week, church. You know, if we, as we look at not so much our goals for this year, but finding out what God's goals are for us, his vision for our lives, we're gonna reshape our perspective on vision. We're going to start with why, and we're going to pray. And when it comes to prayer and the, the season we're about to head into as a church, I can't even begin to tell you the, the sense of expectancy that I have in my heart for what God wants to do in and through you in this season and in and through our church. I believe God is going to birth some things in your heart and birth some things in our church that are going to kind of change the trajectory of our lives and catapult us into the destiny that God has for us. You were created on purpose for a purpose. And so I really wanna encourage you to spend some time in prayer this week, preparing your hearts for this season of prayer. Next Sunday, January 10th through the 30th, we'll begin 21 days of prayer and fasting for our church. We've done this every year for the past three or four years. And I believe that God is gonna change some things in terms of your perspective of your relationship with him and why he placed you on this planet. I wanna encourage you to go ahead and jump onto our website, like Rich said a moment ago, and do some reading on uh, what prayer is and see the, the resources that we have there for you on prayer or on fasting as well. Lifechurchbuffalo.com slash prayer is the webpage that you can go to. There's a prayer guide on there that you can download. Uh, it's a PDF that will teach you a lot about prayer. Uh, there's also some things on there about fasting. And if you don't yet have this book right here, Rich is gonna be working from the auditorium tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you'd like to pick up a copy in person, if you don't already have this, he will be here to give it to you in person. If you'd feel more comfortable for us to mail this to you, there is a form that you can fill out on that prayer webpage where we will mail it to you. I only ask that you fill that out within the next day or two so that we can get it to you before the end of the week so you have it in your hand when we go through it together beginning next Sunday. But I'm excited about this season and this series that we're heading into as a church family, what God's gonna do in and through all of us. 
I wanna provide the opportunity for those of you who came ready to give your tithes and your offerings. You know, one of the most common and popular goals or resolutions that people make in the beginning of a new year is to get out of debt or to manage their finances better. And let me tell you, one of the first ways, uh, the first way to ensure that that happens is to make sure that God is first in your finances that you position yourself to be a recipient of the blessings of God in your life. And that happens when we bring him the first fruits of all of our increase. And so if you've already given online this week through PushPay, I just wanna say thank you to my church family for your faithfulness and your generosity and giving. If you came here in person today and you'd like to do that with a check, you can place those uh, envelopes in the offering uh, boxes that are affixed to the back walls of the auditorium. To my online family, you can always go to our website and click on the giving button or use the PushPay app. Uh, both are safe and secure ways uh, to give electronically. Uh, and I believe that if you wanna see God's blessing in your finances this year, maybe you've never tithed in your life. And maybe this is the year that you wanna take a step of faith. I promise you, you will not regret putting your trust in God and watching his blessings flow into your life when you put him first in this area of your life. Well, I've got an exciting announcement for you. I know some of our church family missed it last week when we announced it, but next Sunday, we are coming back to larger in-person services. I'm so excited, you guys. I have missed it. I've missed many of you. And so we're going back to two services beginning next Sunday, January 10th. Service times are gonna be 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., both in person and we'll be streaming live for both of those experiences as well. I know for the past couple of months, we've encouraged the majority of you to continue watching from home if you were able to do that and only opened up a limited number of seats here in the auditorium for people who really felt like they needed to be here, who were broken and hurting. But I just feel in my spirit and sense that God is telling us that now is the time to use the freedom that has been entrusted to us to worship God and reprioritize some things in our lives. And we need to get back to prioritizing corporate worship in God's house, worshiping our King. It's gotta happen. And so we're gonna continue to do things that we have been doing all along to make sure that we keep everyone safe and healthy. Masks will be required. Registration will still be required. We're still in an orange zone. And so we'll be at 33% of our seating capacity. So we'll have 100 seats available for each of our two experiences. And so keep on uh, the lookout in your email and all of our social media platforms this week for the link to register for next week's services. We're also bringing back Kids Life and at least one, if not both, of our experiences and so be on the lookout for some communication from Pastor Beth on what you can expect for that as well. Our middle school ministry will also resume meeting next week at our 11 o'clock service. And so I'm excited about being back together in person to worship God together. I'm also excited about being back in the pulpit next week. I have missed it. I have been grateful for the time off. I've been grateful for the rest uh, to experience with my family, but I just told my wife in the car the other day, I said, I'm, I'm itching. I'm, I'm ready to get back in the pulpit and start preaching to my church family. Uh, but before I tell you what that next series is about, which you already heard from Rich, I also wanna encourage my church family with one more thing. Later on this month, as part of this, this reset for our church family, you know, last week Dorian talked about, you know, finding your why. and. Not only is that something that is super important, that is a passion for me as a pastor and for us as a church, you know, and we really wanna help you discover your why. And so if you've never been a part of Growth Path, 
That is what we created to help you discover your purpose, that you were made on purpose for a purpose. And if you wanna begin to discover why God made you the way he made you and why you have the gifts that you have, then I would encourage you to sign up for Growth Path, steps one and two, which will be on January 26th and 28th, which will both be held in the evening online. So be no excuses. You can, you know, attend from the comfort of your own home just by uh, clicking on a link via Zoom. And so I wanna encourage you, sign up for Growth Path if you've not been a part of that yet and begin to discover your why. Discover your purpose so that you can, you know, step into the things that God has called you to do this year. Well, Rich talked about prayer being a part of, you know, making changes in our lives. And that's what we're gonna be talking about for the next four weeks. It's a little bit of a different approach to a series at the beginning of a year where we normally, you know, tackle a cross-cultural topic that, you know, can appeal to a wide cross-section of people, even people who aren't believers. But this year, I really felt very strongly that we not only needed to go wide, we needed to go deep. And I needed to help teach my church family how to pray. I think most people don't pray because they don't know how to pray. And there's these, you know, comical uh, thoughts about what prayer looks like and what it might sound like. And so for one more time, we wanted to show you a little promo video we put together that kind of humorously depicts the way that a lot of people view prayer. So take a look at this. I want you to pray, son. Go ahead. They want you to say grace. The blessing. And as part of the welcome, I thought that maybe our new sister could offer today's blessing. Sorry, I, uh, I, I had a bite on my bagel and I forgot to pray. Come on. Prayer? What? Come on. Oh, uh, how uh, lovely. Oh, yes, a little prayer. Come on, come on. Let us pray. Oh, dear God. Dear Jesus, please forgive me for... Not praying before I had a bite of my bagel and schmear. Your tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I pledge allegiance to the flag. And to the republic for which it stands. And by the power invested in me, I pronounce us ready to eat. Amen. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now that's a prayer. Let us pray. A phrase that causes some people to start to, you know, be afraid. Are they going to ask me to pray because I don't know how to pray? Well, we're going to learn next week. The, the first message for this series is going to be preparing our hearts to hear. Because prayer is not just talking to God and telling him everything we want him to do for us. Prayer is intended to be a conversation where we still our hearts to hear God's voice. And that is such a mysterious concept for so many. So I'm excited to teach you next week about how do you prepare your heart to begin to hear the voice of God. And so that's gonna be next Sunday. I hope you'll be here either in person or online. Love you so much, church. I hope you have an awesome week. Go Bills. They're in the playoffs. AFC East champions. Have a great week, church. God bless. I love you so much. We'll see you next Sunday.